we are, everyone. The 2020 NFL Draft brought to you by the Kind of an Expert podcast. My name is Corey Tyndall, and I am with one of my good buddies, Jesse Townsend, former guest on the podcast, talking about being white trash. And we are here <laughs> to bring you everything about the 2020 draft, uh, a little bit about free agency, and then end off with a couple of our favorite uh, favorite parts of the NFL draft. So before we get into that, I do want to talk about free agency, and I'm going to kick this over to you, Jesse. Uh, the biggest part of free agency, Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers. Um, you know what? Just run with it, Jesse. What are, what are your initial thoughts? I know you, you texted me before saying uh, that you were excited to talk about this, so just give it to me. Give it to me raw. Not only is it Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers, it's Rob Gronkowski joining him in the Buccaneers. Also, the Buccaneers already had two Pro Bowl wide receivers last year in Godwin and Mike Evans. This offense is insane. I think it's one of the best offenses he's had since Randy Moss. Like, like how do you go from one team to another? You leave, like, the greatest coach, and you're already the favorite for the Super Bowl? Yeah. It's uh, I I agree. You even left out OJ Howard, who uh, currently wants to be traded, but is considered one of the best tight end prospects uh, in the league right now. So not only are they stacked on offense, they're double stacked on offense. Yeah, I left him out because I don't think he makes it through training camp in that uniform. I think he ends up somewhere else. Very fair. Very fair. well, so my my question, I guess, to you is, who do you think is now better off because of this trade? Because of uh, what trade? The Gronk to the Bucks and Brady to oh, the Bucks. Oh, Gronk to the Bucks. Well, I think here's the thing. I don't think Patriots really got anything out of it, but I don't think Gronk was going to come back to play if it wasn't for Brady. You know, so I, I don't think the Patriots necessarily lost, but I think the Buccaneers definitely won. Interesting. Even with Brady being 42, like you don't see the the Peyton Manning style drop off there. Dude, Brady does not age, man. <laughs> when he kisses his son on the lips, he sucks the youth out of him. That's oh how he's going to play for eighty. How did you make that worse? <laughs> <laughs> Those, that is disturbing anyone who's listening who hasn't gone and seen the picture just google brady kissing son and you're you're gonna be horrified you can't i don't know how anybody also, it's can not root just for one him picture that. he constantly does it yeah there's a there's a montage going around instagram of four different instances of him not only kissing his son but also like robert Kraft and like some other kid and you're like well he i hope that's also that. his kid <laughs> it's uh yeah it's not it's not good i i guess i see what you mean i just don't i i think the 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 person or or in this case the team that ended up getting the most out of this free agent signing is actually the dolphins just the fact that they no longer have to worry about brady in their own division or own conference and and division uh means that I, I just don't see how the Patriots are going to be as good as they were uh, with them. And now to me, that, that co- entire division has opened up, and I really don't see uh, the Jets or the Redskins actually being 
a threat. And we'll we'll definitely get into Tua going to the, the Dolphins Bills, later. Right? Sorry, yes, the Buffalo Bills. That's uh, my bad. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's why you have me on as the expert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not the expert. That's that's the whole point of this. I don't know. What do you what do you think? I don't know. I think actually, like first year, I think uh, I think the Jets could make a run at it because, like, I don't think two is going to come in and start right away. You already have Ryan Fitzpatrick there. He's a Fitz magic. Like he he works some magic every now and then. Also, Tua has some injuries. I don't think they're going to put him in before he's ready. So, I think I think the Jets might be able to make a run this year, but I think the future of that division is Miami. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I, I like the Jets. I actually liked the Jets uh, a lot last year. I just don't know how much uh, I really believe in Sam Darnold to be able to take over that division. And then you've also got the problem of everyone always counts the Pats out and then they end up winning 9 or 10 or 11 games under Matt Castle uh, when you also, don't we gotta, see we got to remember, just because the Patriots didn't – sign a quarterback in the draft doesn't mean they can't sign one in free agency cam newton is still available and i think a guy like that is still available because coronavirus happened you can't really take a quarterback bring him in and run him through all the drills you can't really meet him because of social distancing and all that yeah so i think cam newton might be the guy i think we just need to wait longer to find out well, you guys heard it here first. Bill Belichick started the coronavirus just to keep the QB market open uh, a little bit longer so he could get his pick of the litter. Also, it's pretty good for Belichick because Belichick doesn't like to pay up. So now that all the quarterbacks, uh, now that they all got drafted and a lot of teams already got their quarterback, there's not too much interest left over for Cam Newton now. That is uh, very true and actually a great transition to what I wanted to ask you about next. I mean, what does this all say about Bill Belichick? I, I know Brady wanted to leave because he's been there for, what, 20 years, and he also wants to prove that he can win without him, and he wanted to get paid, and there's a lot of reasons. But the more interesting aspect of this to me is Gronk not wanting to play for the Patriots, but he will play for the Bucks. Like he retired last year. Does I mean, does that say like he really hates playing under Belichick or do you think Belichick told him like, "Hey man, you're not playing for us anymore, so you can either go somewhere else or retire?" No, I I don't think it's anything personal against the Patriots cuz Gronkowski said during last season if uh if Brady needs him for a playoff push then he'll come back to New England and leave retirement. And uh, I think it's always been something with his quarterback. I don't think it's necessarily anything with Belichick. I think he just really loves one of the best passers in the game throwing to him. Yeah, I guess it's hard to fault him for that, even though he did uh, he did shoot down a trade to the Lions, which, I mean, if he, he had two ways that he could write up this excuse. He could either say, I don't want to catch passes – from any other quarterback besides Tom Brady, even though Matt Stafford is objectively a good quarterback. Or he could have just said, I don't want to live in Detroit. And I definitely would have understood that second <laughs> one more, but that's not the one he went with. <laughs> that's even funnier because you are from Detroit and yes. a Lions fan. So yeah. that made that. No, literally um, any free agent who's like, nah, I don't want to live in Detroit. I'm like, that's yeah, why I understand I get free it. agents when they don't come to my team, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm like, I get it. 
Yeah, there's a right. There's a movie that came out a few years ago uh, from the same director writer as the Hurt Locker, just called Detroit, and you just see that title and you're like, oh, people are gonna get shot. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's that's the idea of Detroit <laughs> is that it's not a good place to go. Uh, so I don't know. Okay, so you're you're essentially saying this doesn't really reflect on Bill Belichick, or I guess everybody knows this about Belichick. Bill Belichick. It's not like what happened with Matt Patricia where everyone was like, oh, I didn't know he was a dick. Like, everybody knows Belichick is a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's the thing with Belichick being a dick. Belichick's allowed to be a dick. He has six rings to show for it. Patricia's got nothing. God damn it, Jesse, you're telling me. I'm... Uh... <laughs> Uh, that's that Darius Slay trade really hurt me. Uh, which that we'll, Darius we'll, Slay really made me hard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll we'll get into that uh, a little bit later when we talk about the Lions and the Eagles drafts. Because uh, uh, no surprise, those are the ones that we know the most about. But I do want to get your your take on the NFL draft as a whole. Uh, first, just being who, in your opinion, and, and feel free to get more than one team if if you've got it, uh, had the best draft, and then we'll do worst draft after this. The best draft is, like, one of two teams for me, honestly. I think... Uh, I don't want to overinflate your ego here, but I think Detroit had one of the best drafts. You guys pretty much wow. got two first-rounders between wow. DeAndre Swift and... Uh, Apuda, who's just a beast. You uh, love Swift. I love DeAndre Swift. He was my Why? favorite running back going into this, even though he fell out of the first round and the Chiefs took uh, Chiefs took their guy. In, Edwards uh, Hilaire. Yeah, Edwards Hilaire, which I think is also a good fit down there. Like, Andy Reid knows what he wants. Clearly, he just won a Super Bowl. Right. But um, I don't know. I think DeAndre Swift's the better rusher there. And also, I think DeAndre Swift goes into a great program where he's going to be splitting snaps with Perrion Johnson, who's also great, but I don't think he can last 16 games. I don't think he has in a little while now. So I think DeAndre Swift's going to become the workhorse back there. I think he's going to be an absolute beast for Detroit. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm inclined to to agree with you there. I, I really did like the DeAndre Swift uh, compliment to Carry On Johnson. Yeah, because those those injuries were tough, and uh, it's you are you are 100 percent correct. He he has not played 16 games in a season yet, and he uh, he's only had two seasons. So he kept he keeps getting hurt. He keeps having to be out for about half the year. So uh, I was I was more than happy with that pick um is there anyone anyone else that any other team you think had a a really good draft yeah i think uh i think baltimore had one of the best drafts uh, okay i think baltimore had a really great draft they uh they took patrick queen to fill their linebacker uh hole on defense in the first round he looked like a great fit for them um and then in the next round they went uh running back they took jk dobbins who's an absolute beast, and uh, Mark Ingram's getting older. Uh, you put J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram, both in the backfield with Lamar Jackson. Like the the opportunities are endless there. I love that. I agree. I'm. Uh, I I really think that they uh, they also had had a good one. I'm. I'm a little. I'm. I don't know if if I'm super inclined to to say they had the best draft uh myself just because they were so good beforehand like 
did do you think they actually got that much better or do you think they they just kind of shored up some uh some depth that now they're able to make like a true run i think they filled almost every need that they had the only one that i'm a little bit concerned about is wide receiver there was a couple picks where wide receivers came off the board right before they were up and i think those were their guys and uh but to be honest, I think uh, you get Hollywood Brown back. He struggled a little bit with injuries last year, but he showed like streaks of greatness. I think he could really be great for them. And also, their tight end game last year was great. So it's not like it's not like Lamar Jackson has any limits on what his offensive weapons are, especially if you line up either Ingram or Dobbin on the line of scrimmage while the other one's in the backfield. Fair enough. Um so I guess from from my perspective, best best draft. I think I have to go. Uh, well, I I've got two. The first one to me is uh, the Denver Broncos. I think they finally <laughs> actually came in with a plan. Like last year, they were all over the place. They drafted Drew Locke in the second round, and nobody really was like, "Oh, is he actually the quarterback of the future?" Or they stuck with Joe Flacco for the next, you know, three years until his arm falls off. And like, yeah, I know Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, but he's never been like uh, a top five. Yeah, quarterback. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, but so did Trent Dilfer. Baltimore wins the <laughs> rings there. You know, <laughs> you know what? A rings a ring. I'll take it. As a Lions fan, I don't give a shit. I'll be. Like, I'll put you in as quarterback for the Lions if we can win a Super Bowl. Um, no, I, I really like what the what the Denver Broncos did. I really personally, uh, I thought Jerry Judy was the second best receiver in the draft behind CeeDee Lamb, but I think he's, he's the most complete now. I think he's the most set up to help. Uh, Drew Locke immediately. Don't even say, don't even say CD Lamb to me. I'm still I know you're, you're salty that. about CD Lamb. He oh. uh, going going to your second favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh Just God, to- dude, I literally almost <laughs> cried. I saw CD Lamb falling, and I was like, oh my God! If Philly gets him, we need a wide receiver. This is perfect. And then the Cowboys took him, and Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy are laughing their asses off. <laughs> I literally, I was on video chat with some of my friends that are also Eagles fans, and I was like, sorry, I can't talk right now, and I hung up on them. Dude, I know. I I saw that. You texted me immediately. I was like, oh, man, that one's going to hurt. You imagine if you got CeeDee Lamb. You guys were a little too far back to realistically get him, but you just got a taste of that idea. I mean, four more picks, he would have been ours. He he fell pretty far. There was a couple wide receivers that got taken ahead of him that I was very surprised because I think he is the best wide receiver in this draft. Very true, um, but to go back to the the Denver Broncos, I think I think Jerry Judy um, best equipped to help them immediately. I really loved KJ Hamler out of Penn State. I know he's got drop issues. Uh, I really think that's just because he's young. He's a little immature uh, in terms of like, oh, I gotta. I, I got to get up the field as fast as possible. He's not watching the ball into his hands. So I, I honestly think that problem will, will fix itself. And I think they they well, I think they got one more receiver to go along with that or maybe a running back. But essentially what they did is they just completely equipped uh, Drew Locke with some actual weapons. And we know how good their defense is uh, with Von Miller. Hopefully, I mean – 
he's got the coronavirus, so God forbid that he doesn't come back 100%. Uh, but you know that defense is good. If Drew Locke can can actually get them some points, I think the, the Broncos are going to be pretty good. And the AFC West is going to be a tough division. Holy cow. With the, yeah. the Chiefs, I like the Raiders too. I think they had a good draft as well. Um, and the, the Broncos getting better. The Chargers also got better, I think think i'm not sure they they actually were in contention uh for one of my for one of the the teams that i had that had the worst draft but we'll i'll kick that over to you who on who on your mind had ended up having the worst draft this year well first i do want to mention a little bit more about denver uh you said you think they drafted another wide receiver or a running back or something but they uh they drafted a tight end in the fourth and then a third wide receiver in the seventh Got so it. they definitely loaded up on offensive weapons for Drew Locke. And I love that they're loading up on offensive weapons. But uh, I am not buying in on Drew Locke at all. Wow, I don't think he's right. their guy. I don't think he's their guy. I think this offense is going to be set up for success after they draft a quarterback next year. Yeah. <laughs> you think they got a tank for Trevor? <laughs> they might have to. Man. I, <laughs> I just... I don't know. Every time I watch Drew Locke play, I, everyone's like, oh, he's going to be something when they get some real weapons around him. And I'm like, really? <laughs> because that's not what I'm seeing. Yeah, but, uh, I get I get the same feeling with Drew Locke that I do with Daniel Jones. It's just kind of that like, okay, yeah, I could see where he's a game manager type guy. Like, you know, I'll have a couple games at 300 yards, but he's not like a – like if you're down 17 in the fourth quarter – you can you can close that book. There's no way he's coming back like that type of guy. Like I see his his ceiling being essentially Joe Flacco, which ironic that Joe Flacco was his his backup. But again, Flacco did win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but his defense was fucking incredible. I mean, Denver's got a great defense, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Drew Locke's in that. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. I can I could take that. Well, let's move on to uh, which which team do you think had the worst draft this year? I'll say with uh, I I don't think it was the Chargers like you may have alluded to. I don't think so. I think the Chargers got a great player in the first round, and I'm not talking about their quarterback. I'm talking about Kenneth Murray. You did that love him. That dude is. I love Kenneth Murray. I wanted the Eagles to take Kenneth Murray. Uh, he was sitting there when we were picking at 21. We decided to reach for a wide receiver, Jalen Rieger. I'm going to trade yeah. back for him, but I'm not mad. <laughs> we'll bring that up later. No, no, I'm going to trigger you with that later. <laughs> yeah, all right. There's plenty to trigger me with. Yeah, with it's not hard to trigger you. But it's not hard. I just have a um, list in my phone that says ways to trigger Jesse. <laughs> It's really long. uh, Here's the thing that I I, I put as, like, my worst team. Like, I think they made some good picks, but I I think just going forward, it's just – it doesn't look good for them. And uh, I think it's got to be the Bengals, right? Uh, Wow. All right. No, lay it on me. I think there's better quarterbacks in this year's draft class than Joe Burrow. I I think I think you should have stuck with Andy Dalton over Joe Burrow. Andy Dalton put up some good numbers. I, I think Tua has a higher ceiling than Joe Burrow does. Yeah, he's been injured a little bit, but, like, safe doesn't win you championships. Okay, Joe Burrow might be safer, but I, I don't see it with Joe Burrow. 
and then you bring in T. Higgins to give Joe Burrow another weapon. When you already got AJ Green, you got you got John Ross, you got a couple weapons there for him already. I think there's more holes you needed to fill instead of trying to give him weapons. I just I don't know. I think I think the Bengals really I think we're gonna be looking at this draft in five years and we're gonna see Bengals sitting at the top of this draft and we're gonna look at so many other players that they should have taken. That's very possible. I mean, after this hot take uh, about Andy Dalton, I don't think you're going to be allowed in the state of Ohio. But uh, you didn't have any like plans I for going there anyway. Like I wanted to go anywhere. there in the first place. It's <laughs> fucking Ohio. <laughs> exactly. No, that's that's exactly my point. It is interesting that you bring that up. They seem to, you know, they drafted a quarterback first, which um, they should have done. Um, I guess before I get into my point, who do you think is a better quarterback than – Joe Burrow besides Tua or is it really Tua do you think they should have taken uh the the boy out of Alabama all right this is this is where this is where I'm gonna split some <laughs> split some people too I <laughs> I also I also even like Jordan Love better than Tua wow I do I like Jordan Love better than, or not better than Tua I like uh I, better than Burrow Tua's my top quarterback Jordan Love is above Joe Burrow for me though all right wow and I think he ended up in a great spot. He's shadowing uh, Rodgers for a little while, and then uh, he might be the next Rodgers coming off yeah. like Favre, you know? That uh, That is a, a hot take, especially because Jordan Love had the most interceptions in all of college football last year. But uh, I – I do hey, see Brett your Bart point. Through the most interceptions, it's a Packer thing, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but sometimes, right. Sometimes you guys throw those picks to win a ring. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, because Jordan Love won all those rings at Utah State. Oh, he didn't <laughs> win shit. Um, no, that's an interesting point. I do want to get back to the the Bengals draft as as a whole real quick, just because uh, it's it's interesting that you say that they drafted the quarterback, which they had to. And I understand. I mean, Joe Burrow did have historically the best season in college football history, and I think it it ends up as uh, like it's a situation. It's like Zion and and John Morant uh, in the NBA this year. Like, I, personally, I liked John Morant better, but nobody's going to fault the Bengals for taking Joe Burrow if he doesn't work out. Like, yes, you're right. In five years, we might look on, look back on it and say like, oh, Joe Burrow didn't work out. But every one of us is going to be like, well, they kind of had to take him because yeah. everyone said they had to take him and nobody could fault him. Where if they didn't take him and he turned out to be the best quarterback in the world, people would just lose their fucking mind if they took Tua and he crumbled into dust immediately. Like, they'd be like, you could have had Joe Burrow. He's the next, you know, Tom Brady or uh, fucking Tony Romo, I guess, is the comp that they're doing right now. Yeah, and you know how Tony Romo came out. <laughs> I actually think Tony Romo should have won more than he did. I'm glad he didn't because I hate the Cowboys as well as you yeah. do. But he really didn't have that much help. Like, he had Jason Witten, and I guess he had – Terrell Owens, but he was always running for his life yeah, there. He couldn't get like offensive line help at a all. A couple seasons. Right. And then he had Dez, but I think Romo was kind of – Romo was – if Romo ever had Dez and T.O. at the same time, there was no overlap there at all. Right? Or at maybe least one of them maybe just a year. Yet. 
Yeah, maybe just a year, but but Dez would have been young. Um, but actually, so to get back to uh, or the the comp that you made about the Bengals, they drafted the quarterback. They they got a bunch of weapons for him. It's interesting because they drafted almost exactly oppositely of what the Dolphins did. They both took a quarterback first, but then the Dolphins really loaded up on offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and like cornerbacks. A lot more yeah, I, uh, I was support people. The, I was really waiting for the Dolphins to draft a wide receiver, and pick after pick, they went offensive linemen, defensive linemen. They were really just stocking up on where they needed uh to fill some holes, and I think I think that's the best move you can do if you have a rookie quarterback. Just flood them with offensive line. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I I the Dolphins were were almost in my running for having the best draft, and not even in a um, not even in a. I think they're going to win now, but I think they've actually given to a, a chance to one survive this season but then also get better and it's a lot easier to draft running backs and wide receivers that are good immediately than it is to draft offensive linemen and cornerbacks that are good immediately so kind of my thinking there is like yeah they have Devontae Parker um, and I don't even know who their running back is right now I wanted to say Kenyon Drake but he's on uh, the Cardinals Um, Uh, the running backs actually uh, for Miami, they actually uh, got Jordan Howard this offseason, who's a really right. good rusher, so I, I like that bit. I Yeah, I like Jordan Howard. He's not like a breakaway. He's never going to be the best running back in the league, but my, my point he, is... He put up some crazy numbers back in Chicago, and he had a he had a dip when he was in Philadelphia, but that's because Philadelphia has like a run by committee. We always have like four running backs suited up, and they all at least take one snap on Sunday. Very true. Yeah, I could say I think he'll be good, but my my overarching point is I think next year they're really gonna go for a lot of uh, a lot of weapons, people that can come in help immediately. I know there's like finding a couple wide receivers for him that are gonna be rookies that are already pretty polished shouldn't be too uh, too difficult. Such as um, who is the who is the Alabama wide receiver who uh, Waddle. Um, I think his last name is, I forget his, his first name, but um, he's already, people would have drafted him already this year, but he's only a freshman. So maybe they grab him next year and they go from there. Personally, uh, for myself, I think the, the worst draft, and maybe this is just me being a little hopeful as a Lions fan, but I really think the Packers had just a shit show of a draft. Um, I know what you're saying with Jordan Love. I know what you're saying with Jordan Love. I really like Jordan Love. In fact, I wanted the Lions to take Jordan Love with like I wanted them to trade up from 35 and grab him at like 26 or, or essentially do what the Packers did. Um, yeah. But the reason that I think it's so bad for the Packers is, one, uh, Aaron Rodgers is better than Stafford. Maybe maybe he won't be next year because Rodgers is quite a bit older. I think he's four or five years older than Stafford. But he does have kind of that pedigree. He looked better last year. They won last year. Um, and I don't know what his cap situation is, but, but Stafford uh, is going to hit the Lions with $33 million next year. And uh, I, I don't know how much they'd be able to get rid of there. But I did like the idea. Of, of drafting for the future for the Lions. I just don't think it was the right move for the Packers uh, because of what I said before. And also, apparently, the reports are that 
the Packers told Aaron Rodgers they were going to get him some weapons, like to go with Adams and uh, Jones so that they could actually have a, a powerful offense. Because, I mean, anybody who watched the Packers last year, yeah, they had they went 13-3, and but they weren't anywhere near an explosive offense and all they got was Jordan Love a running back like some cornerback nobody's ever heard of and like an offensive tackle and you look at it and go wait they just won 13 games without any weapons why are they not trying to get weapons here why what are they what are they doing not to mention they really didn't have that many picks in total yeah I I get that I I think uh I think they should have gotten him some weapons I do love Jordan Love, though. I do think it's fucked up that they uh, they did not warn Aaron Rodgers that Jordan Love was going to be their first-round pick. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I love Aaron Rodgers being mad. It's the funniest thing to me. He's well, beating here, the shit on Alliance for so long that I just like it when he's upset. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Like, I, I hated the Eagles draft this year. And uh, the at least at least they warned Carson Wentz that uh, Jalen Hurts was going to be their second round pick if he felt that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good point, and I I think we should just get into it from there. I mean, talking about the Eagles draft uh, <laughs> as right. as a whole, that first pick you already mentioned, you oh. wish they traded back for it, and I look, I, I love, tend to agree. I love yeah, I thought he was good, but I didn't think he was first round good. Just, uh, I mean, I don't know. This, I mean, this is this is your segment. Just run with it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll say this. I love Jason Rieger. I I or Jalen Rieger. Jalen Rieger. I love Jason Rieger, Rieger so much that I forgot brother. his name. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I do I do love Jalen Rieger. I think he's a great fit. Uh, I really do. I just I don't know how you draft him when Jefferson is still sitting on the board, he went to Minnesota. I mean, that that's a great fit. They needed to replace the Fontaigs. I get that. But we should have moved back in the draft because he went the very next pick. Like, we... He was the guy on the board when we were picking. People would have moved up for him. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I don't know what Howie Roseman was thinking by reaching that far for him. I mean, also, I can't be too mad because if I remember, I think Brandon Ayuk went in the first round as well. He was projected second round. There was a lot of guys that jumped into the first round there at wide receiver, though. So um, I do think it's good that we drafted him on day one, but I think we could have moved down a couple spots, got another later draft pick or something, or even even like get a second round wide receiver and take Kenneth Murray off the board. We really needed a linebacker. I would have loved Kenneth Murray on the Eagles. I think that would have been a great fit. Yeah. You were, the you were texting me about him. You, yeah. uh, I, I'm always hesitant about big 12 defensive players, linebackers and cornerbacks specifically, just because, uh, they, I, the Big 12 doesn't really play defense uh, in general, much less an NFL style of defense, but that guy is an athlete. I went and watched... Yeah, he's, uh, he's a freak of nature. I mean, this dude was like... I honestly... He went, what, I think 22nd or 23rd or something to the Chargers. The Chargers moved back up for him. I think yep. the Chargers got a 
killer pick. I think that guy might even be in the running for like defensive player of the year this year. Because I honestly think wow. Chargers defense is really going to be insane between Boza or not defensive player of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Oh yeah, that's that's much more. <laughs> okay, I thought you lost yeah, your mind for a second. Reasonable. I was like, really? <laughs> He's no, a no, rookie. No, no. That would be that would be absurd <laughs> in a rookie season to go straight to player of the year. Uh, yeah. But I think that's going to be a defensive powerhouse in the coming years between. I Boza love Derwin James. Yeah, Derwin James, uh, Kenneth Murray. I think it's just going to be an absolute unit when you play that team. That's why I'm not too worried about uh, who they took at quarterback because I'm not exactly a fan of his. Uh, Justin so, Herbert. Yeah, Justin Herbert. Not a huge fan of his, but uh, I think I think that defense is going to win games for San Diego or that is, Los Angeles or wherever the fuck they are now. I still call them San Diego still. Like I don't I don't mix up the Rams, but I do mix up the Chargers, and I think it's just because like the Chargers still don't have fans in LA, so yeah. it doesn't really count. <laughs> also, the Raiders are Las Vegas now, and I'm going to yep. be calling them Oakland for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I already it's did so on this brain, podcast. <laughs> it's so burned into my brain that I just... It's absurd that, like... Also, why are so many teams moving right now? Like, I, yeah, I think it's it's the internet I, is, like, showing teams <laughs> that they're not getting the, the right or they should be getting more people in the towns yeah. that they are. But I don't know. I, I think normally this stuff comes in waves. Like, like Cleveland moved and Indianapolis moved at, like, kind of near the same time. Yeah. Like, Houston also was kind of in that same time block. So uh, I think it has a lot to do with the stadiums. I know the Rams left because St. Louis wouldn't make them a uh, – wouldn't make them a stadium. And L.A. was like, hey, we'll make you a stadium if you come back so they were like deuces yeah um interesting so uh that's jalen rager how do you feel okay. about and then, jalen and then we jump into the next round here and we go with jalen hurts double down on the jalen's man double uh, jalen's yeah we really uh so here's my thing with jalen hurts i like i think he's a good quarterback Interesting. Shit, I'd even put him over Joe Burrow. I really don't like what? Joe Burrow. No way. Shut I'll like, up. I'll put I'll put Hurts. I'll put I'll put uh, I'll put Hurts. I'll put Love and I'll put Tua all over Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is just not going to pan out in the pros. I don't Man. know. I just you have really, this gut feeling. I'm. You should have put that at the end of the podcast because I think people just turn this shit off. They're like these. Pe- this guy's not kind of an expert. This guy doesn't know shit. <laughs> I don't know. I just get this gut feeling. It's like all the words they use on this guy just reminds me of like literally every other bus. Like if you watch the the experts on ESPN compare him to like people and like give him all these attributes, they sound like what they were doing back when Ryan Leaf got drafted. Yeah. I, like, I can't I heard disagree someone with that. on ESPN say he's too big to fail. And I was like, that means he's going to fail. Yeah. No, like I, every I know. time there's been a quarterback at number one in the draft, and you say he's too big to fail, he usually fails because they can't go under that pressure. <laughs> yeah, I I think he's got more of a chance of becoming Alex Smith, uh, who everyone did say like he is objectively a good quarterback but he just like you know he's he's game manager type he doesn't have that that russell wilson-esque uh just like magic to him really and i realized that his passer rating actually went up when he was under pressure but you gotta understand you you watch those old uh the highlights from college and, and he might get 
better. Uh, but uh, looks like we got to take a pause here. All right, we're back. We had a couple of technical difficulties. Uh, so what we were talking about before, Joe Burrow, essentially I, I really do think he's going to end up being like an Alex Smith type of quarterback. Uh, yeah. Objectively good, like, but not not he do, he won't have that Russell Wilson magic like I was saying, and I, I understand his uh, passer rating went up outside of the pocket, but I just like – if you watch his old tape, there's a lot of defensive backs in college just doing the wrong thing and him taking advantage of it, and that just doesn't happen as much yeah. in the NFL. So I see what you're saying in terms of, like, he's got all the attributes, he's going to be the best ever, blah, blah, blah. Like, I get I, I get the inclination to say he's going to bust just because it, it is, like, he was overhyped. I don't think that Jalen Hurts is nearly as good as he is, though. I think that's that's yeah, reaching that a little too much. That might be an much. exaggeration, but here's all I'm gonna say is uh, that might be a bit of an exaggeration, honestly. But here's what I'm gonna say for like Joe Burrow for his for this season coming up. Over or under? Do you think over or under uh, 3,500 passing yards and 16 touchdowns for Joe Burrow? Um. I think he's going to be under. But yeah, I think so too. But that was Andy Dalton's stat line for last year, and I, that's why I think this is a terrible mistake by Cincinnati. I don't. Well, I I don't think they improved, and they invested a lot in that. I guess, but to me, the the Andy Dalton. If they were to keep Andy Dalton, that means they're trying to win now, and I think everybody understands that Andy Dalton is not they're not going to win now with Andy Dalton and they can't keep him around for the future either I mean he is what 33 34 like what's what's the point in continuing to pay him so I think what they're trying to do with Joe Burrow is uh is hopefully two or three years from now he'll be he will definitely be over what that Dalton line is um and and they're playing for the long term which I do appreciate but what we were saying earlier is and I I think you're going to agree I don't agree with uh how they went about it going and trying to get him weapons and not shoring up his offense and defensive lines uh I I think he's going to get killed this year I think he's going to get hit like he's never been hit before and uh hopefully like I mean as a Lions fan I've seen plenty of rookie quarterbacks come in and just get fucking destroyed because they don't have any support around them uh namely Joey Harrington who was one of the biggest busts ever and Matt Stafford for the first couple of years spent half of that time on the injured reserve yeah I just I don't know I I just thought uh, putting all their all their eggs in the Joe Burrow basket was a lot because they had the first pick in the second round and they drafted T Higgins at wide receiver there and I just thought that was like I thought it was a very idiotic choice because you got AJ Green coming back off injury you got John Ross who was your first round pick just a couple years ago Uh, you got you got weapons there. You should have been protecting your guy that you just used the number one pick on. I thought it was stupid, and I don't think he set up the success. 
I agree. So back to the uh, back to the Eagles here. After Jalen Hurts, uh, or unless you're you're not done with him, we did kind of go off on a tangent about how you think he's better yeah. than uh, than Joe Burrow. I I mean, what what scenario do you see the Eagles using him in? I that's they could have gotten very Nick Foles type of way. I think I uh. think Jalen Hurts is coming in during the playoffs because as we saw last year and a couple years ago when we won the Super Bowl. Uh, Carson Wentz, he might he might not play all sixteen, but he's gonna get he's gonna get like worn down and he's gonna get beat up by December. So, like by the time playoffs roll around, we need a backup quarterback. And we saw last year <laughs> when we choked in the playoffs, McCown is not the backup we need. So we True. went out, we drafted Jalen Hurts. I'm not mad at it. Do I think we should have grabbed a linebacker? Maybe sure. Yeah. But, I think Jalen Hurts was a good, solid backup, and we definitely need one because Carson Wentz has not been healthy for a full year in a very long time. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point, um, and I, I honestly, I, I hope you're right. I, I do uh, kind of enjoy rooting for the Eagles just because I hate the Cowboys so much. So you know, it's a guaranteed two times a year I have to root for them. Uh, but yeah. I so in in terms of the rest of your draft, do you like it? Do you dislike it? And we don't have to get super in depth on on all of the players because I know once you get to the seventh round, you're like, I don't know, could be a bust, could be really good. Who knows? <laughs> Overall, I, I I I don't like the draft that much. I I think Jalen Hurts helps. Like we need quarterback. We need a backup quarterback. A, a backup quarterback on the Philadelphia Eagles at this point. He's just as valuable as a starter because of Wentz's health. <laughs> I mean, we Fair. pretty much need two startable quarterbacks at all times. So yeah. I think Jalen Hurts was the guy we needed, but I still think we're gonna be we're gonna struggle on defense. We needed to yeah. get a linebacker out of this draft. We need we need some sort of veteran uh, presence to step up on that team because Malcolm Jenkins just left. He resigned with his old team in New Orleans. And that was our leader. He's gone. Yeah. I think we should have paid up for that dude. He was incredible. Uh, yeah. Even Sean Payton said, like, uh, Sean Payton said uh, one of his biggest regrets was not paying up for him when he first left New Orleans. So when he became a free agent, they paid up for him, and we lost him. And I think, I think not focusing on defense here uh, will really cost us this year. I mean, we're still probably going to get the wild card because NFC NFC East is bad. Um, And there's that extra spot now. Yeah, there's an extra spot now, so that's even better for us run-of-the-mill teams like the Eagles. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Do you think uh, the Minneapolis miracle would have happened if Malcolm Jenkins stayed on the Saints? I I just Fuck don't no. see him missing Stephon Jenkins Diggs does that not badly. Miss a tackle like that. <laughs> Jenkins Jenkins knocks Stephon Diggs into last week, bro. I would say next Man. week, but they wouldn't move on. So, well, I mean that kind of that if he stayed on the Saints, there is a world where the Eagles have to play against the Saints in the NFC Championship game, and uh, and then you guys don't go to the Super Bowl because the Saints yeah. were better than the Vikings. So I guess yeah. uh, you know you got two wins out of that signing of Malcolm Jenkins or <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins. Oh, we got Jenkins. plenty more than two wins out of that. He was great for us. I'm gonna miss that guy. 
I miss him. I'm more heartbroken about Malcolm Jenkins than I am C.D. Lamb, and C.D. Lamb went to like the division rivals. So oh, I'm very heartbroken on Malcolm Jenkins. Fair enough. Um, so as far as as the Lions go, you already mentioned you think they they had a really good draft. I am uh 100% in line with what you're saying. This is the first draft in probably my lifetime uh that I realistically am very excited about this draft. And I'm I'm leaving out uh the drafts when I was younger, like when we drafted uh Charles Rogers and Roy Williams and all those garbage players uh that I didn't yeah. realize were actually garbage but this one i i feel like we really drafted for need as opposed to just drafting uh the best available player i i think last year we showed with uh the chiefs game and the packers game that that were were right on the edge i mean we we only lost by uh i i think it was something we lost 13 or no 12 games total and i think uh like 10 of them were only by less than six points like less than one touchdown and and getting people in there that can swing that difference like i think jeff akuda is going to be really good and i i actually really like uh their backup uh cornerback De- or uh amani aruwarie uh, who is a middle as a rookie in the middle grade for PFF? So I think he's only going to get better. We got Desmond Trufant in free agency, uh, who I think is going to help Akuda a lot to uh, kind of shore up. Great and very underrated. I love this. I. I agree. I, I think that we got a bit of a steal there. He's also going to be able to help out Oru Warrior and yeah. Akuda, and I think that's uh, that's going to help the defense a lot. You guys have done more than enough to fill the hole that Darius Slay left when you traded him to Philly. I, I agree with that. Maybe not maybe not at the beginning of the year because uh, Akuda is definitely going to have a learning curve, especially with uh, the coronavirus. Yeah, you he can't train with there is like a bit of like a veteran to help him out. Yeah, I agree. I th- I honestly, uh, I think. However, the the best part of the Lions draft is they drafted. I think possibly, definitely three, but possibly five day one starters in this draft, and five is a little bit uh, hopeful. I think, uh, Who's but the I five think because I know Akuda I, for sure. Uh, Akuda for, for sure. DeAndre Swift for sure. Uh, the guard out of Ohio State, his name is Jonah. I can't remember his oh, last yeah. name, but he's going to be a day one starter. Uh, okay. Julian Okora. It was good last year. It actually uh, it kept okay, so Stafford just adding to keep it good. Well, so last year it kept Stafford pretty clean, but they were not good in run. Uh, situations like our our okay. yards per carry were were super low, and part of that is you know we had to grab Bo Scarborough off waivers uh, to come yeah. in and get three yards a carry. So uh, remember, we didn't I think exactly. Bo Scarborough did a little bit better than that. Though. They averaged like four. No, he did better than everyone expected him to, which is why he kind of became a story. But overall, like he's he's de- there's a reason we drafted two running backs in this draft, and we already have Bo Scarborough and and Carry on Johnson. Yeah, he went um, uh, but four point two rushing yards per carry last season. Bo Scarborough. Nah, all right. 
I'll 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 take it, I guess. But it's also like he had the benefit of uh, of them the the defense is knowing we had to pass, and so he didn't face a lot of stacked boxes. Yeah. But that that beside the point. Back to uh, their draft, Julian Aquara, I think could be at the very least a rotational starter on day one. Uh, yeah, with that's his the brother, guy who already Romeo. has a brother on the team, right? Yeah, so uh, talk about an advantage of being able to like get coached in the off season with this coronavirus thing. I mean, they could go beat each other up in the backyard if they have to. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I, I also think the other guard that we drafted out of Kentucky, I, I don't even remember his name, uh, could be a day one starter. Um, so yeah. we got rid of Graham Glasgow in the off season, who is one of the best guards in the game. So there is a complete gap on the right side guard, and then the left side guard we have Joe Dahl, who's a veteran. Uh, I'm hoping this guy from Kentucky can can beat him out. Um, and then we got a couple of of D linemen just for depth, which I like since we we kept uh, going and getting Patriot D linemen to put in there. Um, so to overall conclusion super happy with the draft i i don't think it could have gone much better besides i would have liked to see uh i would have liked to see us grab a d tackle a little earlier um instead we got uh, a wide receiver um I have, uh quintez cephas who i mean that's a fun name to say uh at the very <laughs> least but He's uh, he's not fast. He has, uh, I guess, he was considered to have a seventh round speed. I think he has a, a four seven forty yard dash, which is like there was that one offensive lineman from Iowa who almost beat that, and uh, and so I. But I guess he's technically very good. Jeff Akuda said he was the toughest wide receiver that he had to face all year, and he went against Justin Jefferson. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot there to be happy about, so I'm not going to complain too much. I just would have rather had a, a defensive tackle a little earlier in the draft. Yeah, I uh, okay. Now that we like talk about our favorite teams and the best and worst teams of the draft, I want to point out like a couple of like teams that maybe didn't have the best draft, but they drafted like a couple of, like really good players. Like I think. I honestly, no one's really talking about the Steelers because the Steelers didn't have, like, a great draft, but they also didn't have a bad one. But there's one pick that, like, I wanted to mention on this podcast. Yeah. They drafted a wide receiver named Chase Claypool, and I love this Love Chase Claypool. I agree. I I loved him. I wanted him. He was gone by the time. It was either DeAndre Swift or him, and uh, I think Swift was the better move. But you're right. I, I love Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is great. I love him. And also, I think they needed that on the other side of Juju Smith. Because we saw Juju Smith have incredible numbers when Antonio Brown was there. You take Antonio Brown away and then put Juju into double coverage, and he got shut down last season. Well, it's not also, fair to... quarterback uh, issues. Yeah, still. you got to point out Mason Rudolph was, uh, was the quarterback when he wasn't getting his head beaten in by uh, Miles Garrett. Yeah, I think I think uh, the quarterback issues definitely played into it, but also you, you could just see in double coverage he was really struggling a lot. And also, once you double cover Juju, there was like no one else to really throw to besides the tight end. That is true. That is uh, a very good point that um, I I tend to agree with. I 
that that is a good thing to point out. I didn't notice uh, who Chase Claypool went to. Um, I do, however, think that I mean Big Ben is getting old. He's almost forty years old. I think their their season really depends on him. And and they didn't draft a quarterback that they can use immediately. I kind of thought they might go for uh, Jake Fromm or Jason Eason, uh, Jacob Eason from uh, Washington to uh, maybe shore up his backup role. But maybe maybe he's maybe Big Ben is super healthy and maybe Mason Rudolph has gotten better. Um, but I yeah I agree that was a great pickup by them. I just I'm worried about their quarterback situation yeah that does worry me a little bit because uh yeah i mean who knows who's gonna be passing back there but the fact that they actually almost made playoffs last year with like no quarterback yeah (laughs) leaves me at least somewhat hopeful for that team Uh, i agree all right well so let's let's step away from the nfl draft uh specifically and get into uh essentially who do you think and this i don't want your super bowl pick i want uh we'll we'll save that for the end i want which team or teams do you think are gonna make an unexpected run this year a la like how the 49ers and the titans did it last year maybe it doesn't have to be as big of a jump as the 49ers uh but like the titans last year, everyone was like oh they're kind of middle of the pack and instead they end up in the afc championship game with a real chance to beat the Chiefs. Who do you think are going to be the teams that could possibly do that uh, in the 2020-2021 season? Here's a team that I don't think anyone is talking about, but I think it has super, like, I think it has great upset potential. Uh, I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Atlanta Falcons have great upset potential. And I think no one's talking about them because they're in that division with now Tom Brady and Drew Brees. And you're like, fuck that. They're not even making playoffs, Combined right? Combined 90 years old. Yeah. So <laughs> so you're like, these do the Falcons, the Panthers, you're writing both those teams off. I mean, the Panthers, yeah, write them off. But the Falcons? Yeah. I like the Falcons this year. The Falcons look good. All right? Now, I don't know if you yeah. know this, but the, every single player that they lost within the past year, they've gained – and and then some. Like I really, I really like the Falcons. So uh, at tight end, I, you probably know Austin Hooper was a beast for them last year. Uh, yep. He ended up leaving the Falcons and he went to the Cleveland Browns. But the uh, tight end uh, for the Falcons now they brought in Hayden Hurst, who was like one of the top tight end picks last year or maybe the year before in the draft for Baltimore. They traded for him. Uh, and he's got great hands. I think he's going to be a beast. Uh, they brought in Todd Gurley at running back, which I love. Like, uh, yep. like Todd Gurley put up some crazy numbers in the Rams. I was going to say L.A., St. Louis. I was like, what? in wherever they are from. Uh, but uh, Todd Gurley put up some crazy numbers for the Rams before they all fell apart after that Super Bowl. Because I don't know what happened to them, but that was yikes. Uh, but they put together some like they put together a decent team there, and I was like, this this could work, you know? Yeah, yeah. They had a nice little run uh, at the end of the season last year, where everyone kind of went, "Oh, okay, there's there's still some juice left in uh, Matt Ryan's tank." Yeah, and I think we forget the Falcons are only like two, three years removed 
from uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, they blew it in the Super Bowl, but they they were a contender not that long ago, and they really haven't lost too many big name players from that Super Bowl squad. They're still very much intact. I think they've actually upgraded a few positions. I think Todd Gurley's a huge upgrade from Devonta Freeman slash Tevin Cole. I think uh, I think Hayden Hurst is even. As far as skills go, I think Hayden Hurst, he's younger, he's a little bit faster. I think his hands are just as good as Austin Cooper. I like yeah. this team. I see what you're saying. Um, anyone else that, that you like specifically? I mean, the other teams that I like uh, aren't exactly dark boys. <laughs> <It's>, you know? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll leave them be uh i guess i I was looking for i think the the atlanta falcons that's a great uh that's a great pick i think it would come out of nowhere uh yeah like you said everybody's picking the the saints or the bucks thinking like oh this is their time to win uh can't count out matt ryan he was an mvp um it's it really kind of depends on their defense everyone knows their their offense is going to be pretty good but last year their defense was was bad um so if if that can get a little bit better then there you go. I mean, your uh, your your prediction might come true. They could be looking at uh, at least a wild card. Yeah, depending on their odds, I might place a bet in Atlantic City on them. <laughs> there you if go. They got, if they got some terrible odds come like the first day of the season, I'm, I might might throw twenty bucks on them. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. No, I uh, I'm I'm gonna stay in that same. Uh, uh, in that same region of the country there. I So I, I mentioned the Denver Broncos earlier, and I won't repeat what I said. I think that uh, they've got a very tough division, so uh, they might grab that seventh uh, playoff spot that they just added. I think they could be good. It really depends, like you said, uh, on Drew Locke being good. I, I The team that I think might make an unexpected run in kind of the same way that uh, the Titans did, I actually really like uh, Jacksonville. I think if Gardner Minshew can take a, a step up and get a little bit better in the pocket – I think they got a shot to improve from six and ten up to ten and six, and make a little bit of run, make make a little run in the playoffs. I'll I know that I would definitely not want to face them uh, in the twenty twenty one playoffs with just how shifty Gardner Minshew is, uh, how he can. It really seems like he can do anything. And their draft, they really shored up the defense. They got uh, C.J. Henderson, who a lot of people think is just as good as Jeff Okuda, and. And maybe even has a higher ceiling uh, than Jeff Akuda. Maybe isn't as refined right now. Uh, but they also added Clavon Chason from LSU, who I really liked. I think he was. Uh, I, I think without him, the the Tigers would have had a much harder time winning the national championship. And then they got the the wide receiver uh, Lavisca Chenault from Colorado, who is a beast he is so good yeah. and to go with the wide receivers they already have of conley and shark um i mean he, minchu's got some weapons now and i i understand they're they're trying to uh trade yannick naguye and uh leonard Fournette. but if those guys don't move i mean they've 
they've got some real weapons on there, and they stacked up. I mean, not only did they get C.J. Henderson as their cornerback from Florida, they got Josiah Scott out of Michigan State, who I don't think he's he's definitely not a day one starter, but he's going to be a good depth guy that can end up playing 100 snaps, 150 snaps throughout the season and give some of the, the other guys some, some rest. He'll be a good depth guy this year. Um, so that I mean they're they're kind of my like dark horse pick as you put it I also think the Raiders could make a run but again they, they've got the same problem as as the Broncos in that they have to deal with Patrick Mahomes and then you know each of those teams have to deal with each other and then who knows what the Chargers are going to do I think you're right they're going to have a very good defense and they're not even if they lose a lot of games they're not going to lose them by much yeah also uh your pick just reminded me of like another candidate for like the dark horse team this year that uh, I think a lot of people aren't expecting, but uh, the Chicago Bears I think nah. have a real good chance. They're bad. Uh, They're bad. <laughs> Hard disagree. Yeah. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out on why I don't want the to. Chicago Bears. I don't want to hear you uh, out. Don't tell me they're going to be good. <laughs> Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy at head coach. He was able to take Mitch Trubisky and that team to the playoffs. Now he has Nick Foles under center. I like that. I like Nick Foles yeah. a lot. You saw what he did in Philly. He came in, tore shit up. <laughs> Matt Nagy came from up. Matt Nagy has worked with Nick Foles before, too. If you don't remember, Matt Nagy used to be the offensive coordinator under Andy Reid. Uh, Matt Nagy is part of that coaching tree. I think this is a good fit. I think you got Khalil Mack out there. You got you got very good talent in Chicago. I just think Mitch Trubisky was not the guy they needed. Um, I think I think yeah. Nick Foles can really turn that team around. I I hope you're wrong. Uh, just as a Lions fan, I I do agree they have a lot of defensive talent, and I think Nick Foles is going to win them a few more games. I just think uh, that they don't have any receivers that are very good. I mean, Taylor Gabriel's fine, I guess, but I mean, they, they don't still got really Allen have... Robinson, right? I don't think so. I think he's gone. Um, but they don't really have a running back either, and they also had a pretty shit draft. I mean, like, they got the best tight end out of Notre Dame, but now I, I read a report that said the Chicago Bears currently on their roster have 10 tight ends they're so deterred and they got rid of trey burt trey burt yeah so they would have they could do a nick Foles plus 100 percent tight end offensive scheme and if that <laughs> happens i will be a bears fan but i just i mean <laughs> when you're also alan robinson that still many on the bears. one what'd you say alan robinson is still on the bears Hmm. They must have gotten rid of someone else that that I was mixing him up with. But either way, the point is you can't name a single person that they drafted without looking it up, and that's that's a bad sign. And I just don't see them having the offensive weapons. Uh, and it's not like their offensive I mean, line I is can, that I can name good. a couple of their draft picks without looking them up. Like uh, Colt Met was their uh, was the tight end pick. That's that the tight had. end. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mentioned him. Yeah, well, they didn't have a first-round pick, so their picks are like slightly yeah. more forgettable. But I do remember they uh, they took a uh, wide receiver in the fifth round um, from Tulane. Yeah, I remember that because I remember because I feel like I've been trying to focus on Chicago a little bit. I'm kind of hoping because Nick Foles is my boy. Uh, he won us a <laughs> ring, which no one else could do in Philly. So I uh, love and respect that man, and I hope he wins yeah. another one. 
I hope he doesn't. But I, I see your point. I think you also see my point as they didn't add any really flashy talent, and really on the offensive side of the ball, I think that's why uh, they're not gonna yeah. they're not gonna do anything. But we'll move on. We're we're at over an hour, so we'll wrap this up with uh, the last thing. Who are your Super Bowl picks for 2021? Uh, first, who's gonna be there, and who do you think is gonna win out of those two? All right. For one, I'm taking Tampa Bay, obviously. I feel like wow. if you don't take Tampa here, what are you doing? I mean, Bruce Arians, oh my great head coach. And then you got you just got one of the best offenses I've seen in a long fucking time. That offense is insane. Like, honestly, that offense looks like someone built it on franchise mode and Madden. It doesn't look <laughs> real, all right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm taking the Buccaneers. Uh, versus uh, the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl. Wow. Okay. And who do you think is going to win? This here is actually a toss-up for me. I actually think it's going to be a lot closer. I want to say Tampa, but I'm not even, like, positive. Like, when Lamar Jackson gets rolling, he's, he's unstoppable, man. Like, I... Dude, I wanted I wanted to hate Lamar Jackson ever since he got drafted. Because here, here's my problem with Lamar Jackson. He doesn't slide and he doesn't duck out of bounds. He always goes for extra yards. And I think that's yeah. going to get this dude fucking murdered. <laughs> All right? I think it is. Yep. But somehow, through his rookie season and now this last season, he has been doing this and he has not gotten injured yet. He somehow always manages. Like, I, I don't think he can last forever. But if he somehow still does not get hit, I mean, I don't see anything that can stop this kid. Like, he is insane. Fair enough. I think uh, I I 100% see uh, why you'd pick that. I, I have to – where. I have to differ on one of them. I actually agree with you on the other. I think the Ravens uh, are going to get out of it in – the AFC East and the AFC. Uh, I think they're going to end up in the Super Bowl, like you're saying. Um, AFC North however, Bowl. I, yeah, God damn, I'm so bad with those divisions. What a <laughs> way to end it. Second time you messed up one division. I know, second time. I should just you put stop the Redskins in them. some division that they weren't in. <laughs> I put the Redskins in with the Jets. Uh, I put them Hilarious. in the AFC East instead of the uh, NFC, whatever the fuck they are. I'm not even going to try to guess the name because I know it's going to be wrong. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> um, No, I I think the Ravens are going to be in the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be the Saints from the NFC, however. I think think Drew Brees is going to end up making it to that game again, and I think he's going to win, and I think he's going to go out on top uh, with with that second ring, which will put him in. Oh, you think this is his final year? I think if he wins, it'll be his final year. Uh, I think that he's, he's... close to it anyway and i think everyone's dream is to go out on top there so i think i think they win i think he he leaves uh and then brady uh maybe in 2022's super bowl gets gets another ring with tampa bay um but maybe this is just hopeful i do agree with you tampa bay's offense is really good i just like i really don't want brady to win a seventh ring uh, Honestly, so maybe, I know this. <laughs> if, if people did not turn off this podcast when I said Jalen Hurts might be better than Joe Burrow, <laughs> they're definitely <laughs> turning it off right here, which is okay because it's the end anyway. But um, 
I I'll say this. I honestly think that this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense might be the best offense assembled since the greatest show on turf. Wow. All right. You know what? I'm not even going to argue with it. I think that's a great way to end it. Uh, I think we just leave, we just leave it there. The next time you're on, maybe I'll make you make you defend it. But uh, Jesse, yeah. I'm not doing. Uh, I didn't do a traditional intro for this one, so why don't you plug yourself, your Twitter, Instagram, what else you have going on uh, from from here during the quarantine? I know shows are hard to come by. Um, on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Jesse Townsend, and uh, and then um, that's. That's pretty much it because I have no shows to plug. Cause <laughs> I'll be, I'll be in my basement till I die now, thanks coronavirus. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so <laughs> I don't Fair know. enough. I mean, your your Twitter's popping off right now, though. It's you my, got a good, you got a good Twitter. Your Twitter yeah. makes me mad because I had one before <laughs> you, and I was like, "Oh, I'm proud of these tweets." And I go over to your page, read your tweets, and go, "Son of a bitch, he's just better at this than I am." <laughs> well, it's weird because like I every time I think of something so stupid for Twitter, and I text like one of my friends. Sometimes it's you. I'll be like, "Hey, is this too stupid for Twitter?" And then people will be like, "Nah, that's fucking hilarious." Like I honestly yeah. thought I, I I tweeted out this one thing about pronouns, and I thought it was too stupid for Twitter. <laughs> No, I, I was like, <laughs> everyone's obsessed with pronouns now, but uh, don't forget about all the nouns that didn't go pro. I, I even told that one to my stepmom, and she she loved it. My ultra-liberal stepmom, who literally hisses at the television uh, when Donald Trump comes on, and she yeah. uh, she lo- she liked that joke. So I was like, nope, you gotta, cool. gotta do it. That's a good one. Um, Dude, glad, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'll have you on. We're going to do another one of these uh, around fantasy football time. We could do maybe even do like a mock draft uh, with maybe a few more people. See if we could do see if we could do like a Zoom podcast or something along those lines. It's going to end up being seven hours long. I tried doing this last year and it didn't get off the ground, but I want to start a comedian uh, fantasy football league if you're in. I'm in. Let's You're do it. In our All right. Bet. Cool. Well, this was a lot of fun. We'll talk soon, buddy. Stay safe. All right. Back at you, man.